What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Tonight, I can report to the American people and to the world that the United States has conducted an operation that killed Osama bin Laden. Where we continue to follow the capture and killing of Osama bin Laden now. Those are just some of the scenes overnight as thousands of Americans gathered in celebration of Osama bin Laden's death. Former Navy SEAL Rob O'Neill says he has thought about the mission every day since that May Day in 2011. Multiple conversations you had with Rob O'Neill over the past year and a half. How'd you get and you described that his head kind of exploded yes, when you hit I, him. Yes, I actually hit him three times because I shot him twice when he was standing and once on the ground. That is the fucking American badass. Go, go, go. We are not going for fame and we are not going for bravado. We are going for the single mom who dropped her kids off at elementary school on a Tuesday morning and then 45 minutes later she jumped to her death out of a skyscraper. If you need help, hang up and then dial your operator. I'm Rob O'Neill, and this is the Operator Podcast. Welcome back. Episode 79 of the Operator Podcast. I will be your host, Robert J. O'Neill, former Navy SEAL. And what we do here is I give you my opinion on stuff, and then I want to hear back from you at the Operator Podcast on Instagram or at Mikuya, M-C-H-O-O-Y-A-H. Uh, I got that name um, just for making stuff up. But I'm Mikuya now, so at Mikuya, check it out. That one, like I mentioned before, is restricted. So sometimes my stuff doesn't get out there and whether or not I tag you uh, to see if you can repost it. Some people told me they were not able. And it is what it is. It's a uh, it's what happens now. If you say anything controversial, you might just get restricted. I'm still not sure what it is, I said, but it was on August 6th, I think two years ago. And uh, they're saying I was restricted. Haven't been able to get to the bottom of it, but it is episode 79. I guess the number before, what was I saying? 57, I think you got to get to, or 60. But here we are, 2024. It's great to have you with me. Um, Quite a bit of stuff to get into today, I guess, militarily. Nowadays, it seems like, well, it seems like we're closer to each other. We're connected more, so it seems like there's there's more stuff going on around the world, but... uh, Maybe it's always been like that because people have always been trying to make money and get political power. We might be seeing more of it. We might not. Who knows? But we'll talk about some of the Middle East stuff, stuff that's happening with Iran, Iran, however you want to say it, in the Persian Gulf slash Arabian Gulf, depending on to whom you're speaking. The Red Sea, the Suez, Syria. We got troops down in Djibouti, Somalia, and the Houthis. Iranian proxies, all kinds of good stuff to talk about. So we'll get into a little bit of that. We did pass the anniversary of January 6th. I'll give you my thoughts on that, but not too much because you can um, get arrested for speaking up too much. You know that they're they're actually going after now people that were just landing in Washington, D.C. that day, January 6th of a few years ago. During the Capitol stuff, now they are sending like teams of three air marshals tracking people. I, I don't even know who's on the list or how you find out if you're on the list. I've had stuff like that before when I was flying internationally this last year where I was sort of stopped and whatnot. I'm not sure if you can find the list. I don't know if I'm on it. It wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't be surprised if you're on it either. <laughs> Say anything controversial and 
maybe your uh, domestic whatever they want to call you, but we're trying to stay away from that. <clears throat> uh, fun stuff there, and always the talk about the aliens, that thing in Miami that happened. I'm sure you saw that, and then there's that jellyfish uh, ISR footage from a plane watching that weird jellyfish type thing. Was that Miami? I'm not sure. But then there was a Miami thing where they're saying 10 foot tall aliens are walking around. They responded with something like 60 cops. Uh, they said it was for kids fighting and shooting firecrackers at each other, fireworks at each other. Wouldn't put it past them. I've seen people do that stuff too. Um, footage, you know, the the World Wide Web, you can see all kinds of good stuff. I saw one of a woman setting fireworks off in a bus and a train and things like that. You know, safety's free. Go ahead and use as much as you want type stuff. But the end of the world type, type stuff is always out there. So we can go any way you want. And I do want to know uh, what you'd like to talk about. Not a, uh, not by, you know, by no means is it a slow news week. They've got the 24 hour news cycles and obviously the social media and the different algorithms different people are using and, and uh, how we get our news. So there's always stuff to talk about. But before we get into anything like that, I do want to tell you again you've heard me talk about Moink and you've heard other people talk about Moink, other podcasts. Uh, it's been on TV, it's on podcasts. And Moink is a uh, subscription meat box and i always talk about the bacon whatever i get my orders i always put at least two extra bacons in there it's the best bacon i've ever had i've heard other people talk about uh, moink's bacon but it's all kinds of other uh, meat too moink is a meat subscription box company on a mission to fight for the family farm they're located in rural america and run by an eighth generation female farmer who definitely knows her stuff the animals there that they use or raise humanely. Their employees are paid a living wage and the quality of their product is better than anything that you will find in a store. I'm not making that up. Go try the bacon. Moink delivers grass-fed, grass-finished beef, lamb, pastured pork and chicken and sustainable wild-caught Alaskan salmon and it comes right to your door once a week and unlike the supermarket, Moink gives you total control over the quality and source of your food. You choose all the meat to be delivered to you. Uh, and Moink is helping to save the, save rural America. If you control the food, you can control the people. And Moink is helping to make sure we control our own food. I love Moink and you will too. Keep American farming going by signing up at moinkbox.com slash the operator. Moinkbox.com slash the operator. Do that right now and listeners to the show will get free ground beef in every order for a year. That's some of the best Ground beef you'll ever taste free for a year. Go to moinkbox.com slash the operator. Moinkbox.com slash the operator. Go check it out. Try that bacon. Get it in your freezer. But the um, weather seems to be rolling in. I know it was in the northeast, got hit with a nor'easter, and uh, it's supposed to come back soon. So we'll be seeing what happens there. It is rolling across the country. Uh, some cold stuff coming in, so it might affect your travel. It's definitely going to affect the Iowa caucuses, which are coming up next week, next Tuesday. And then I think the um, the New Hampshire primaries are the week after. It's usually on Tuesdays. Uh, as so Iowa's having a caucus, which is <clears throat> a caucus is um, run by a party, and then a primary is run by the state itself. And the, in the primary, especially New Hampshire, you can vote either side. <clears throat> so you can get... Um, Republicans can vote for Democrats who they want to see on the ballot, and then Democrats can vote for Republicans. And uh, Iowa's supposed to be like average of a negative four, negative four degrees uh, all next week, which could affect voter turnout unless you're very, very hardcore, which some people seem to be. And I'm assuming the paid activists might get a little bit more 
money just because it's chilly, chilly bonkers out there. And I guess uh, they're expecting like six to 12 inches of snow along with the ridiculous freezing temperatures. <clears throat> but um, yeah, run by the uh, party. So uh, Ron DeSantis has been in Iowa for quite some time. That's his uh, go-to. And if that doesn't work out, which it probably won't, again, never met the guy. I'm not trying to talk trash. That could be the end of his campaign. And then off to New Hampshire where it's a, it's important that both sides can vote there because I think what the left is going to do, and Democrats are very organized when it comes to stuff like this, I think that they're going to get <clears throat> as many Democrats to vote for Nikki Haley as they can for a number of reasons. They would rather obviously have Nikki Haley as a Republican than Donald Trump. They don't care for Donald Trump, if you've noticed. And Nikki Haley is more prone to the uh, lifestyle of Washington, D.C., and she knows a lot of people, everything from uh, working at certain contract contract companies and then obviously being the um, uh, secretary to the UN. So she knows a lot of people out there. They'd rather have her because they're afraid of Trump. So what they're, what they're going to do is um, <clears throat> get a lot of turnout so Nikki Haley can finish second, and they hope that uh, – that her turnout in second is better than they expected. So that then the media, who I don't know if you know this, doesn't like Donald Trump either, can be pushing uh, the Nikki Haley piece. So, you know, they can just, they're going to keep doing that. It's been its been the plan since uh, 2015, 2016. Uh, what can we do to play the long game in order to keep Donald Trump out? Because he, he's hes pulled back the, the veil a little bit, and we've been able to see. It seems to me that more people are seeing what actually goes on in D.C. than before. Because <clears throat> I think that... Um, I think people are sort of wising up to not just voting down party lines, which I think is a bad idea. Anyway, I think you shouldn't just vote for Republican or just vote for Democrat, and there shouldn't be just Democrat or Republican. The two-party system is uh, going to be the downfall just because of the rampant uh, corruption, which happens, I think, pretty much everywhere. And they give you about... They give every... Uh, Republic and or democracy about 200 years before it eats itself. So we're kind of seeing that, I guess, right now. Um, yeah, that's a, basically everything's going to be about that, you know, next week and then the week after will be fine. But then uh, with the weather, I'm excited about this. I'm headed to Las Vegas for the first time. I'm going to go to SHOT Show. Have you ever been to SHOT Show? It's a, it's a big convention with weapon systems, weapons themselves. I'm going with uh, Watchtower Firearms. So that'll be uh, the 23rd, Tuesday, same as the, the New Hampshire primaries. I'm excited to get down there with Watchtower Firearms because they are the best uh, guns I've ever used completely made in the United States. Go check them out, 100% in the United States. A lot of good people working there, great guns. But I'm going to be out there, booth 71123. So go check out Shot Show. It's going to be a lot of fun. We can talk a lot of um, anything. I'm, I'm just excited to get to that uh, place because there's a big difference between how people speak to each other in person and how um, they speak to each other on the internet. People can either be more direct or just downright rude on the internet, but and myself included because, you know, whatever. We all get sucked. Most of us get sucked into it. Some of us are smarter than that. That is not the case with me sometimes. But I'm excited to get there because uh, before, like a year ago, I was mentioning how I like pump-action shotguns for home defense. And then I did say something about potentially having the conversation of uh, crazy people getting guns. But that's difficult now because we're not even allowed to um, to call crazy crazy. 
usually when you tell the truth, that's when you get yelled at and called different names. And that's going to, you know, that has a tendency to happen because we're able to accept um, BS and and not accept the truth. So um, anyway, with the Second Amendment, obviously a very, very uh, touchy. It shouldn't be touchy. It seems pretty obvious what it says in the Constitution shall not be infringed. I get it. Uh, And again, I've mentioned before that if you give the government anything, don't expect anything back. You're never getting it back. You give them an inch, they're going to keep taking and taking. We've seen it with everything. We've seen it with taxes. We're seeing it now with, um, um, well, I was mentioning how a a lot of people are wising up, and sometimes it's painful to wise up, but you can't spin what you see necessarily with your own eyes. You can't try as they might. You can't tell consumers, you can't tell me, you can't tell you that prices are fine and it's not more expensive when you go to the grocery store. And, you know, I'm a crockpot guy. I love to buy, you know, the chicken, the ranch dip, the the seasoning. I got every seasoning I think you can imagine. Uh, and even some garlic. I like to go with the garlic. It seems more simple, but don't yell at me. I'm actually not a chef. But uh, just going down to the store and getting normal stuff, you can't not see that it's expensive. So, um, Yeah. That's interesting, though, but uh, um, seeing stuff online, what people are saying to each other, and uh, uh, I'm excited to potentially have conversations about anything. I'm excited to see what uh, we can talk about. You know, like I said, I'll be there with Watchtower. There's going to be some other companies there. I hope to see my friends from EOTech. That's the greatest site there is. But it should be fun. Like I said, I haven't been to one. I'm excited. I, I want to get out amongst the folks. So if you're around there, come by and see me, and we'll uh, we'll discuss, too. Because uh, You know, I, I, mean, I, I, I like to have the opportunity also to talk with um, – consumers of guns and then veterans uh active duty people that are procuring things because even even with uh you know what i say you know when people say military grade technology it's like well you mean the lowest bidder um you know tongue-in-cheek a lot of stuff like that so i love to talk to people face to face um to see to see what's what and then uh, everything from it's good good to get around people because sometimes even online for some reason a lot of people on that side, the right side, have a tendency to eat their own as well. That if you don't fall in the in the party line with everything, then someone on that side is going to yell at you. When I think it should be um, line by line, you should be able to decide which um, issues that you are in favor of and against, and then hopefully you can elect representatives to represent you with that belief. See, that's the difference between a constitutional republic and a democracy. You'll see the the left is throwing around the word democracy and you're interfering with democracy and they throw around democracy when they're actually a constitutional republic. A democracy would be, uh, the simplest way I can think of it is a democracy is uh, the people vote a popular vote for certain items and laws where a republic, a constitutional republic, the representatives that you elect go in there. And the way that the framers the founding fathers put it together was to have, I mentioned this last week, the house which makes the laws, enforces the taxes, and that's why they have two years, because if you don't like them, you can vote them out, but not nowadays, because everyone seems to keep going back and back. And we as voters are guilty of complaining about the way stuff goes, but we keep reelecting the same people, and they just seem to move around from governor to congressman to senate. The original, like I mentioned last week, with the senators were supposed were there to represent their states. Two senators per state. That's what you represent, and you are at f- before the Seventeenth Amendment. You were um, appointed by state governments, so you had more skin in the game for the state. And then uh, the president 
supposed to not go on a motion just on what the Constitution says. And we got all kinds of we've got all kinds of constitutional attorneys in there that just kind of throw a blind eye at the Constitution. And then obviously the Supreme Court that the left is trying to stack, stack the court, pack the court, I think is what they call it to get because there's nine now and they want to get more and more and more. Because whoever's in power can put the Supreme Court justices there, and if they get more and more, and also with little things, not little things, huge things, like making Washington, D.C. a state and Puerto Rico a state because they know they vote left, that's four more total senators, a lot more control. Again, that's what it's all about, too, is control. Um, and, you know, I was mentioned last week, I don't, I don't know if, if I talked about uh, the Supreme Court, how it's has been turned into this almost law, group of lawmaking celebrities even though they're not lawmakers right they're just supposed to enforce laws and they they were to a point i've been to the original did i talk about this last week i've been to the original supreme court and it was actually in the basement of the capitol it was so not important they had a little teeny tiny room where the justices were and if congress wanted to go check it out they could i'm not sure if they did tours like they do now but it was down there and then i think fdr put the huge supreme court right behind the capitol there so just more taxpayer money building up people for personal power and they have a lot of power which i don't think originally they were supposed to but um yeah um yeah the, with the tours though here's a cool thing have if you can cuz they reopened the dome at the capitol and i think you have to be with a member of congress but if you can that's easier said than done, but if you can, if you ever get the chance to get a dome tour, not the Capitol tour, but like the dome tour where you're inside, but you go up and then you can look down and hear all the funky um, um, echoes and whatnot and go into different places where Congress used to be and how one guy would hide on one side and you can hear, like it's really creepy. You can hear what they're talking. Like they would send diplomats from different countries on one end and have our guys over here so you can just sit there and listen to what they're debate and a little underhanded uh policies but you know it is it is what it is but um yeah so back back to the to the shot show i'm excited to get around to see some some veterans too because online first i you know I, I talked to uh, dakota meyer medal of honor recipient today yesterday um just about the way sometimes vets treat each other i got a text from marcus luttrell today too just kind of checking in on each other as opposed to like bad mouthing each other i i was talking to mcteams my buddy mcburnett who was uh, a Navy SEAL for 24 plus years. And then uh, we were talking about afterwards. And for some weird reason, it's like uh, it would be easier to, when someone asks you, do you know this guy? Just say, yeah, he's a great dude. But uh, for some reason, we like to pick on each other, which doesn't help to the to, uh, some of these other results uh, that can happen. But the veteran community could be tighter. I think it will be in person. I hope it will be. I'm looking forward to seeing you if you're there. And then uh, we can, as veterans, talk about how full of shit uh, one or the other is, <laughs> but I w- would much rather get along uh, because positivity goes everywhere. It's so much easier to smile than be a be a stick in the mud. But you know, so travel, weather, caucuses, and then you know, before you know it, Super Tuesday, back in action. It is going to be fun to watch what happens this year because they're predicting everything from widespread blackouts to infrastructure EMPs. Um, yeah, just you know, get your get your stuff, be prepared, have your batteries, get some candles. Um, if you don't know how to light a fire, you probably should get after it. You can burn stuff and eat things. So, yeah, 2024 is off to uh, off to a hoot, especially with uh, oh the list. They keep releasing the lists for Epstein's Island, and they're they're saying it's going to keep coming and coming and coming. I don't think we've gotten any new stuff, but someone did tweet out that uh, you can tell 2020 is off to a start because we're like on the fourth. He said we're like four days in and trending with something um, about a a, a a midget orgy. On Epstein Island, um, yeah, just uh, 
funky stuff. So you just, you know, hold on tight and uh, we'll, you know, we'll be good at each other at Shot Show. <laughs> but it was, um, yeah, it was a Stephen Hawking thing, midget porn. I don't think that actually happened. They were saying that uh, that's actually proof of how bad the internet can be, that if something gets out like that, I'm not trying to trample on a man's grave. Um, they said that never happened, but he was on the list. So the internet went nuts. That proof that 2024 just is immediately going to kick ass. Um, yeah, but that was uh, the weekend. the The president of the United States gave a speech, and it's a it's a campaign it's a campaign start off uh, to raise money. I guess last Friday, President Biden raised like a million dollars in an hour, which is still very good. And uh, he, he, you know, the, the whole thing, though, like I was mentioning earlier, he's not going to be able, the President Biden is not going to be able to run on his um, accomplishments because you should see him by now. And I'm convinced, too, that once once you start losing your grip on power in certain places, the answer will be to flood the country with migrants. I mean, if you know, think what you will, but that's happening now. It all comes back to personal power. And uh, I mean, with that too, something that with um, talking about the three branches of government, but then the expansion of the power of the federal government, we've been seeing that. It's it's happened all the time. We're getting closer with each other. But the big one at 9-11 was uh, the Patriot Act that initially sounded great. And even the most conservative pundits were sort of buying into it. It sounded awesome a week after 9-11, but then you give the realization that you're allowing the FBI to spy on its own citizens. Like I said, with air marshals, now teams of three following people who might or might not have been associated with January 6th, which they, they made sure to give it a date to because they really wanted to live in infamy. You, I mean, you got to call them out, right? When you have senior people in the United States government saying that January 6th was as bad as 9-11 or worse than 9-11, the greatest threat to democracy since Pearl Harbor. I mean, was it really? And they're force-feeding you that with their friends in the media, and they keep saying the word insurrection because they've known, like I said, the long game, they've known that if they can use the word insurrection, they can keep Donald Trump off the ballot. They've been doing that on purpose. The Democrats are very, very organized. Insurrection, keep him off the ballot. We can't have him on the ballot, which because they say they keep saying they want to defend democracy, but that's kind of forcing your rights to vote out out of your hands, and they're just going to decide what's best for you. That's fascism, and that's a fascist tactic. Put your opponent in jail. Show me the man. I'll show you the crime. Keep him off the ballot. This is not the first time this has happened. The the Democrats did this a long time ago with a dude named Abraham Lincoln. Kept him off the ballot in, in a number of states. Was it quite 10? I don't have this in front of me either, but uh, I mean, the Civil War started. <laughs> I'm, I'm by no means wanting that. Uh, just the overreach of power seems to be getting there, and we've allowed it, it to happen because <clears throat> just like with the Second Amendment, we've allowed the FBI to get too powerful. Let them let watch you uh, in the name of protecting you, but now we're to a point, again, saying that parents going to their school boards because they found out the porn they're teaching their kids and they obviously get emotional about it and we're all guilty of getting emotional but then all of a sudden the local cops are arresting him saying that they are a threat to democracy and they're the domestic terrorists ultra mega 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 and now we're wasting fbi assets following around what they call domestic do you i mean tell me do you do you really see them 
the the right as domestic terrorists, the Trump supporters. I mean, they've spun the word MAGA into ultra MAGA MAGA and ultra, and you know, make America great again as a slogan is now uh, domestic terrorism, and we've allowed all this to happen. And I mean, you you are uh, you're authorized as an American to resist an unlawful arrest. And is it up to me to decide what's unlawful? No, but I think getting kicked out of uh, your school board meeting because you're defending your kids and they're calling you domestic terrorists and getting jail time, that doesn't seem right to me. And then just the way they're going after everyone from the insurrection that they call it. They love calling it the insurrection. It's, it just seems to me like too much stuff. I wasn't there. I need to caveat different stories and missions with I wasn't there because a lot of people who were in places have a lot of opinions on things too. I've been uh, getting into that. I'm actually going to do a podcast tonight. I'll get you the, um, we're going to record it tonight. I'll get you the thing with, I'm, I'm going to get on with people who believe different conspiracy theories. And I'm, I'm into that sort of because conspiracy theories are just that until they're proven right. Some people get a little bit bonkers with it. And even some of the people who have these conspiracy sites have admitted that it's, uh, um, it's fun to poke the bear. It is fun to say stuff. And I, again, guilty of it too. I like to say stuff that ruffles feathers, riles people up. And then, you know, it's the whole don't hit send for 24 hours. And if it still makes sense, hit send. <clears throat> but if you are emotional about it and hit send or hit tweet or hit post or hit whatever. Yeah, that, uh, that happens. But, but the, um, What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. People get emotional with stuff like that, and it's, but with the, with the January 6th thing, too, is a lot of stuff was convenient that they're not telling us. All the footage has not been released, and everyone's lockstep with calling it an insurrection, which, well... Here's the here's the stuff that bothers me cuz like I mean right now with with the way that the Democrats are running their um campaigns all it is is name calling they have they have uh they 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 call names that's it and and I've asked before can you just tell me what you think and why I don't want to hear how oh he hates this group of people because again think about it that's divide and conquer that's dividing us as Americans us as actually western civilization dividing us by different stuff and the word resistance, the words um, oppressor, the words oppressed, the words victim, that's dividing us. And that's, on, that's all on purpose. Again, coming back to um, personal power. Who can stay in power? I mean, did you see those some of those people on, on far-left TV that were faking tears, bringing up January 6th, talking to cops that were there, and the cops sitting there like a, just a complete badass, and they're crying how, thank you for saving democracy. And they're going to keep repeating this stuff until it becomes fact. They, they are the, the insurrection, insurrection, are not allowed to question it. And they have charged what, uh, 1,265 have been charged, 989 have been convicted, 467 to prison. And there's like 276 Americans who haven't even been tried yet. And, and you got to wonder, I think they've been charged with trespassing. I, I know Trump hasn't been charged. I don't, th okay, I don't know. But what's he been, all they're trying to do is keep, this is trying to keep Trump off the ballot. If Trump wasn't running for president, they wouldn't give a shit about this. But uh, that's what they're doing. And, and it's all, there's a reason that they do that, too, because you don't want to be that person. Can you imagine that dude that wasn't even there that got 22 years in prison and he wasn't there? It's because of something he said or a meme? That's the First Amendment right out the window. And again, we've just allowed people to get in too much power. I, I heard a, a really, really fascinating story. I'm watching an interview um, 
Clay Higgins, who is um, um, a, a representative congressman, Clay Higgins, and he's investigating. He's a former law enforcement guy in Louisiana, and he's investigating. This is him. I, I heard he was uh, talking, actually, the, a good interview with Laura Logan. She's awesome. I've met her before, and he interviewed um, with her, and I watched it. And what he was saying is um, he was talking about the charter buses that showed up on January 6th that that brought him as an investigating congressman to, uh, you know, get had the spidey senses go up. There was a, a charter bus owner who arrived at uh, Union Station on January 6th. And Union Station is right by the Capitol, right by uh, the Supreme Court, if you haven't been there. it's And again, going to D.C. is cool, seeing all these places, a lot of history there built by the American tax dollars. But uh, a cool place. But, but this uh, charter bus owner, so he's bringing people who are actually going to protest. A lot of protests are happening in D.C., and they do all the time. So these charter bus companies, they kind of know each other. This guy that was interviewed, I don't have his name, but he said he was interviewed. And he thought for sure he would be the first bus there because his couple of buses were arriving at 5.20 a.m. Arriving, he knows the schedule. He's going to be the first one there. And he said, and again, they're, they're looking for footage of this, there were already two buses there. So there's two buses already there ahead of what they thought would be the first bus. And they were full of people. And there were no markings on these bus that were buses that were recently painted all white. So they're all white, recently painted, kind of a shoddy, um, shoddy paint job. You can tell it was, uh, you know, hasty. <laughs> and they had no markings on the bus. There were no phone numbers on the bus. D- different things like license plates that are required by law. So these buses are unmarked at Union Station, and nobody got out, and they were all dudes. So it's not unusual, I guess, this bus owner was saying, this charter bus owner was saying, that it's not unusual for people to sit in the bus that they arrived in, especially that early. It might be cold out or whatever. They might not do whatever. But the bus drivers always get out and talk to each other because they're in the same line of work, and they can discuss certain things. So Union Station, January 6, 2021, and... Um, the bus drivers don't even get out. And that just, it was so out of place that that's what kind of stood out as odd, that they're just in there. And then when they did get out, so these they said these two bus full of dudes get out. And they don't really have a brief, but sort of. And they were all wearing elbow pads and knee pads. All these dudes dressed similar. They weren't in uniform, but they were dressed similar. They had their brief or the, I think they called it a huddle. So they have a huddle with these two dudes and the bus drivers that no one has said anything, and then they left. They dispersed. Now they're out amongst D.C. And he was just wondering what that is. Why are they briefing? Why are they dressed? Why are they? Uh, why do they have sort of military bearing, not in uniform but dressed similarly? And the knee pads and elbow pads are obviously going to start some shit. Um, it looks like some. What what um, the congressman is saying though is is uh, he thinks these are feds. Two busfuls that he saw, this charter bus owner saw, full of feds. Um, and it could be some agents and it could be assets. We don't know what that means. But, you know, even that stuff with Ray Epps, how he was slapped on the hand when he's on video saying stuff that's not legal. We got to go into the Capitol. And you can hear normal people around him saying, no, no, no. And they start chanting, fed, fed. And that's on the day when you're caught up in the emotion. But even when you can recognize this, could be some feds here. And you've seen these dudes walking around too. I doubt they're. I mean, the whole khaki with collared shirts, like you just got off a, a boat and rode to Spain and you gotta, you gotta wear the command dress. It just seems shady that a congressman is talking about this 
It looks like feds. It smells like feds. And they're doing it on purpose, again, because it's all personal power. I'm not saying I wasn't there. I don't know what this is, what's being reported. Uh, um, I'd like to see what happened. But it always seems like, why are they why are they holding information back from the voter? Why are they holding it away from you? Why aren't you allowed to know what they're doing? Why are there so many secret meetings? Why are there piles of bricks and two-by-fours outside the Capitol? Who's setting pipe bombs? <laughs> we don't have the footage. These are certain places that have cameras everywhere, and we're not quite getting the footage. Why is that? Because, uh, I mean, they're all in cahoots and just keeping you dumb enough to vote? Probably. I mean, just, just enough gifts to not cause much of a ruckus until you care about as a playoffs the national championship. But, hey, that's just what's being said, and I'm just telling it to you from one operator to another. Again, though. I was not there, but it just seems like so much happens and they can, in D.C. especially, they get behind lawyers or lawyers from one side or the other stop certain things from happening because lawyers get involved and politicians get involved and lobbyists get involved. I just think it when you have something like the Capitol again with cameras everywhere and there's something like 2,000 hours that have not been released when the answers are all right there, it seems simple that the American public should want to see the footage from January 6th, but I don't think we're ever going to get that. Same with the uh, Epstein list. I mean, y you know, all this stuff behind Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself in prison to Maxwell getting time for trafficking, yet no one really has been pointed out. We have names that were on the list, but they're not giving it to us, and they, they redact names. It's like, well, they're just protecting people from what? Why are you? did you feel the need to... Um, to protect people that are potentially doing shady stuff. Everything from the air marshals following what they call domestic terrorists around to the FBI that's pretty much been weaponized to be a political arm um, in the DOJ, which also is politicized. And it's just, uh, you know, just it's, it, there's nothing wrong with, with questioning what the hell is going on. Even, even look at um, the Department of Defense. So the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, that's saying now he has colon cancer, but he went to he went to the hospital and then he was in intensive care for a number of days and he didn't even tell the president, I guess. Again, wasn't there. But the word is President Biden didn't know anything about it. And there's and I guess the deputy was in Puerto Rico on vacation and she didn't know about it. But she's you know getting this the raise there and it, the Pentagon's a big place and there's a lot of a lot of delegation of authority in. In places, um, I've seen it before when I worked at uh, Joint Special Operations Command in Fort Bragg after the Bin Laden raid, and the way that you can delegate authority for strikes. I was actually at JSEC, I think, when when they killed Anwar al-Waki, who was, here's another one for you. Um, President Obama was in office, and they hit, an, he's, he was an American citizen, obviously a radicalized al-Qaeda guy, but they killed him in um, in Yemen, I think. They, we hit him with a with a strike there and killed some people with him, and that's just how much power does the... You, I mean, I agreed with the strike. I saw it happen. The approval from the president on down is one of those things where if certain criteria is met, then you have the green light, which they did, and they killed Al-Waki. He was on his way up to be a, um, the number one guy in Al-Qaeda born in New Mexico, I want to say. Then he was a radical. Um, that's, you know, that's a lot of power when you can take someone's life like that. Uh, again, I liked it. But that stuff that they're, you know, the government is doing things like that. And it's just, it's it's okay, I think, as a voter in a republic to be able to question um, 
question what is happening, but for the Secretary of Defense to go to the hospital, be in ICU, and not inform the secretary or the the commander in chief, who the commander in chief is the president, he runs the military. You would think that uh, SecDef would tell him, but that I guess didn't happen. But I mean, even looking at the president the president's schedule mon- this week, Monday through Friday, I don't think there's an event scheduled, which was weird for a president to not tell you what he's up to or it just it it makes you think back to who's actually in charge i saw a post on instagram with uh former president obama and current president biden and they're 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 gearing up to to do something with him together but you can tell there was separate takes not when when former president obama was talking because he can put words together he's a really good speaker and he's got a great uh sense and on camera presence but president biden couldn't get two words together and uh, they're they're gearing up for him, but they're also gearing up to the fact that they don't think that President Biden can win or even make it that far. Because you know, I mean, you know the stuff that we're seeing. You got a commander in chief who doesn't know which plane to get on. He doesn't know which side of the stage to get off, and he has to have the first lady, Jill Biden, Doctor Jill Biden, come grab him. You wonder who's making the calls. But then you do see footage of a few years ago when President Obama was asked if he would do a third term, and he said if. He could get a puppet on stage and he could have an earpiece in his ear and be sitting in his basement making the calls. He would do a third term. So it makes you wonder about that. If he's involved him and guys like uh, David Axelrod, who's a big time Democrat and big time advisor, smart guy for President Obama, what's going on there? Seeing what's happening with everything from RFK Jr. to now, what, I mean, what do they do if Biden can't make it that far? You don't even hear them mention Kamala Harris. They realize that they probably put her in place for all the wrong reasons, and they're, they're kind of gearing up for Gavin Newsom. But then it brings in the whole um, diversity, equity, and inclusion. How do you get the first person of color, first woman female vice president, uh, who should be next in line for the Democratic nod, but you're going over that for a white Californian dude with great hair, which he has? But if you look at everything Gavin Newsom's touched, you just he won't answer a question, and he also someone else won't run on his record. And if you have noticed, the only way out of that conundrum they've built for themselves—it's not Bernie Sanders, it ain't Gavin Newsom—but if you're going to bypass um, Kamala Harris, I mean, there's Michelle Obama, and she's been doing some podcasts lately, which I mean, very calculated. Nothing is a whim with the Obamas, and and. You know, she's getting her, her stuff together, looking good, getting on, on podcasts, talking about politics. Yeah, this could be a crazy year. And I, I mean, I th- I don't think Michelle Obama would want to run because I think they're doing a lot better not in office, but there's something about that power and being back in the White House. But having, I mean, it's got to be quite a draw being the most powerful and the first female president in the world. You never know. Um, that's where they're looking because they, I think they, the Democrats, are realizing what they can and can't do. And it's kind of... Um, Kind of sketch, but <clears throat> you want to see what happens behind the scene because just because someone's elected to office for a certain amount of terms doesn't mean the contracts that big-time contractors and lobbyists have laid out are going to expire. <clears throat> so, again, 2024 should be interesting. We're going to see if they're going to release any names, aren't redacted. Tell the American uh, American people the truth, hopefully. But we'll see. Um, so, political year. Uh, you know what's happening also this week? I'm not going to make it, but uh, this Friday, 
coming up right now, which is going to be Friday the 12th in Norfolk, Virginia. Armed Forces Brewing Company is having their uh, soft opening. So if you're in the Norfolk area, the Hampton Roads area, go check out Armed Forces Brewing Company. might be a couple dudes you recognize. Unfortunately, I can't make it, but that's this Friday, 211 West 24th Street, Norfolk, Virginia, 23517. Some of the best uh, zip codes are down there. There's uh, the zip code 23456, which I thought was dope. That's really there. Um, it's the Armed Forces Brewing Company. I'm excited for shots, so I mentioned that too. And then uh, one one thing I want to touch on as well too, I mentioned the um, – the way that uh, <clears throat> that veterans have been talking to each other. I said I talked to Dakota and Marcus, and and from they've got famous stories too. Obviously, Marcus Latrell's the lone survivor. Dakota Meyer um, was awarded the Medal of Honor in Afghanistan. And actually, if we can get him on here to tell his second story, like a few days after the one where he was awarded the Medal of Honor, uh, he has an even crazier story he was in. And that's just the way Dakota rolls, where even guys that I know high up in the SEAL teams were telling Dakota on the side that should be a second Medal of Honor crazy story. But I was talking to them, too, about how, you know, if you get out there in, in the limelights, for some weird reason, veterans have a tendency to talk shit to each other. And we're all guilty. I get, Maybe we're not all guilty of that, but, you know, getting down in the um, in the trenches, I'm... I've done it before. I got I got one guy right now in particular who is uh, just on my ass about the damn the damn Bin Laden raid too. I got a couple of them. I'm going to be on a podcast tonight with a because there's everyone from uh, it wasn't Bin Laden to the mission never happened to it was Tim Osman and a body double to what happened in the room and all this stuff too. And so there's different sides. But I got one dude from the military that's just up my ass of uh, saying he's got a source about um what actually happened on the bin laden raid and it i mean i'm never i i'm not concerned about any of that too and the whole legacy thing is bullshit because i have the truth on my side and it's it's been you know it's it is the truth that i it's i get frustrated though being like the only person that saw something happened and then have other people question it that weren't even close to the raid so you know i, I found myself getting down in the in the shit too which is stupid like talking shit to another vet and saying well because i mean i've seen it all over the internet recently even this month where certain units are saying they're better than this unit and that one's better than this and i'm i've said dumb shit too and it's just stupid and there's that whole saying that um uh you shouldn't ever get in the mud with pigs because you both get muddy and the pig likes it but just throwing stupid shit around there and i mentioned even before the Mexico trip, I do need to talk about that eventually too. And then what happened in Frisco, Texas? Still, unfortunately, can't talk about it. <clears throat> but uh, that'll that'll come out. But there's no reason to start name calling. I'm trying to be more positive too. I got one dude because th- there are other guys from the the. I've I've had dudes. I don't want to get too thick into it because people who are involved with the mission and don't want to have their names out. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it to include the intel people that found it and the, the pilots that were awesome and the air crew guys and, and the shooters inside and everything else, if they don't want to mention it, I won't. But there are people who have written books and been punished for not telling the truth and not going through the proper chains of command and the approval process. I have. I've written two books that talk about the Bin Laden raid, both approved by everything involved, and I've had major people on different places, different interviews, up to um, uh, Secretary Panetta, Admiral Bill McRaven, to Bill O'Reilly, who does great research in killing the killers. Same story everywhere, but someone heard a story from someone else that didn't like it. And and this someone, too, as weird as this sounds, before his book came out, actually emailed me asking me what happened in the room because he didn't know. And this is just another um, example of you only know what you were told. And 
their stupid animosity. I think they're they're. Uh, I know that I have I do have haters out there. One guy from my former command that doesn't like me is because, and I got this from you know again secondhand source, but someone at the command. This dude doesn't like me because we went on a jump trip to Arizona, which we do all the time, and I would rent with a certain um, rental car company. I always like getting the. Uh, the rental car myself because I love points. So I love when I get to the Marriott, the Marriott points, the Hertz points, or Enterprise points, or American Airlines, all that stuff. But I got into like the uh, the highest echelon of renting. So when I went after a long flight from Virginia through wherever into Tucson, I rent, went to rent a car. I was offered an upgrade of how dumb is this? I was offered an upgrade to a Mustang convertible, which I took. And I guess they're pissing people off and they have, they've they held a grudge ever since. So there was that too. But, you know, there's no reason to get... Again, I want to be more positive. And if, if I've said bad shit, it is what it is. But it just it, it never... For some reason, it never occurred to me to not be somewhere and say, you know better than someone that was there. I saw a certain thing happen and it was a very, very important mission. And sometimes it's frustrating that I can't... I can't make you believe what happened. I can just tell you. And when it all comes down to it with anything from combat to politics to whatever, you're only going to believe what you want to believe sometimes. And a lot of times you can't, um, you can't convince someone. So I don't take it too personally, but you know, just the inner surface rivalry. If I've said someone, there are different missions, different units, and everyone's awesome. We're all on the same team. And I do love getting together with veterans. Uh, the truth, the truth that I have that I'm going to die with, and I have a clear conscience is, uh, um, the first three bullets to hit Osama bin Laden were from my gun. I hit him in the head and then, you know, we got him as a team. I'm, I'm the first to say that. And I just told you what I told you. My story hasn't changed. So that's that. Um, and again, getting down into the weeds and it seems like it's, and you might have this feeling too, when you're getting emotional or something, it seems like the most important thing that you can do, but, uh, is, is that moment. But if you can just take a step back and take a breath and realize what's important, because I get the, I'm bringing this up for a reason. I get hate like that once in a while. And I think it's the most important thing in the world. But then you got to realize that the truth is the truth and what happened happened. And I'm not going to be able to change someone's mind. But then the further I scroll down, I get into messages and texts where um, I had a dude just the other day ask me, how do I handle loss? That a very close friend of his just died. And how do I handle it? It took me a minute to think about it because I've I've had loss. You've had loss. We've all had loss. And how do we, how do we handle it? And I think for me, at least the first key is to don't try to self-medicate. And a lot of veterans have that issue. And, you know, I've, I've had bad nights. You may have had bad nights. Other guys have too. None of us are, nobody's perfect, right? Um, if that's the way that you can handle it, great. If you can't, that's probably not the way I would reckon, uh, um, deal with it. But I think the important thing is whether you relieve stress by either reading a book or watching comedy or going to the gym, which I recommend, man, even if you, even if you, um, can't make it to the gym you can do something and so even when it's shitty out sometimes cold weather is even better because we were talking about weather earlier if you can get out get a little bit of sunshine even if it's uh, cold the vitamin d can can help you get your head on straight once again and what's important there the point of this whole thing is is with me especially for, for my own um mental health is the realization of what's important and it's not some stupid he said, she said, or my dad can beat up your dad, or your command was better than my unit, all that dumb shit. And again, I've said it. It's stupid. I'm trying not to. Feel free to call me out. But the important thing is, um, have you? are your parents still alive? Call them. 
Do you got a buddy that might be hurting? Give him a call. Give her a call. You have a buddy that might not be hurting, and you're having a shitty day. Give them a call. Um, we've announced that we're having a baby next month. That's important. You know, it's not the little shit. Even though it seems like it's big stuff, it's not. It's all small stuff except for the really important stuff. And you'll recognize that when you uh, when you see it, and when you lose someone that close to you, <clears throat> you realize all that other shit wasn't a problem. All the stuff you think is a real problem is not a problem. So it's, I'm going to do my best to try to be good to each other. That's why I'm excited for SHOT Show. And I, I'm, like I said, I'm doing a podcast recording tonight with people who uh, kind of the nice stuff. <laughs> All I can do is tell you <clears throat> if I was there, I can tell you what I saw and what happened. If I wasn't there, I'm able to tell you what I, what I was told, which a lot of people do too. But it's, that's not necessarily a gospel if you weren't there and didn't see it. And that's just what it is. But um, <clears throat> if you can take that deep breath, they'll get some vitamin D and know that um, if you're telling the truth, you're never out of the fight. 